You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this Made in America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say Made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. What's up, everybody? We got a great episode from the archives for you this week, Caring for Hounds on a Budget, one of the most popular episodes of Houndsman XP ever. And the reason I'm going to run this episode is because Houndsman XP has been hunting our tails off. The hunting was so good that we had to take more time to hunt, and because of that, we did not have the episode ready for Monday. Never fear, you guys, because the recap episode from our hunting trip here in southern New Mexico is going to be a great one. Dare I say as good as caring for hounds on a budget? <laughs> we have been treeing bears, we have been freeing bears, we have been dropping bears, and it was a blast. It went picture perfect, so stay tuned for that recap episode, you guys, and until then, enjoy this classic episode from the archives Caring for Hounds on a Budget. Let's roll right into it. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. Look at your coat of gold, Justin Hyde! We're gonna get him! We're gonna get him! The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Uniting houndsmen across the globe, from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, 
you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend in As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Who doesn't need to save money right now these days? You know, everything is going up, 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 and Shorty and I are going to discuss in this podcast how you can save a few bucks here and there. Now, don't be confused. We are not trying to get anyone to take shortcuts or not uh, give their hounds the most up-to-date, best care possible by giving you this advice we say it several times in this podcast we're not veterinarians we're just ranchers and farm kids that grew up in this stuff our whole lives and we can read labels and we see through some of the um, slick marketing out there you know my veterinarian that i use he makes a lot of money off of lap dogs and um people's little fur babies and he understands houndsman and he has worked with me on a lot of the things that we're going to talk about but shorty has done the bulk of heavy lifting on this the hard work Uh, he's got a lot of knowledge he's done a lot of research on this stuff but we are going to talk about one of the hottest topics on social media and on the internet questions that get asked around the clubhouse and things that are talked about and that is cross-label medications that we can use for our hounds and what i mean by that is things that you will find in the uh, farm store at your local uh, orsland rural king wherever you're shopping farm and feed farm fleet and supply whatever they call it in your area this is all stuff that's available to you off the shelf and we're just going to talk about a lot of those things so again we are not veterinarians we're not claiming to be veterinarians but we've used every one of these products that we're talking to you about on this program and as you will hear us say if you have any questions about any of this ask your vet ask your veterinarian if he won't talk to you straight up about active ingredients and things like that in the medications that are marketed for hounds and pets then you probably need to find a new vet anyway but here's just some down-to-earth real-life experience and ways that you can stretch those dollars and make them go a little farther maybe you'll have enough change left over to buy another hound or if you really want to make some end rows take your wife your girlfriend your boyfriend on a uh, nice dinner out but hey i i highly recommend listening all the way through this podcast before we get there i want to shout out to a couple new sponsors that you are going to hear i want to give a shout out and a big thanks to joy dog food for fueling the houndsman xp podcast seriously guys i've been feeding joy dog food now i was trying to figure it up the other day it's got to be around eight months now and uh i've been pretty impressed uh for the for the value and the performance i'm getting out of joy dog food i highly recommend it and like always we don't take sponsorship dollars and from a company for products that we would not use ourselves. And like I said, I've been using it for eight months. 
I've seen a big difference in coat condition and energy levels and a lot of different stuff. It's a good product. Highly recommend Joy Dog Food. The other new sponsor we have on board is Briar Creek Kennel. And they are a supply company. Jim Ridge started a supply company years ago. I shopped with Jim when I was on that side of the state religiously for all my for all my uh, hunting supplies and things like that and uh, as time goes on Chris Girth took over the operation there I've known Chris for a number of years he's a local guy he's a down-to-earth guy he's an accessible guy and he's an honest guy he's gonna be straight up with you and he's that kind of guy too he is not gonna sell you something that he would not use himself or has not used himself so Highly recommend Briar Creek. Welcome aboard. And also, as always, I want to thank our Patreon members. You guys are the heart and soul of this podcast. And we really have enjoyed producing the uh, Crowdcast events for you. And thanks. We appreciate it. Guys, it is time to get the dog box open and open the doors on this Old South dog box. We got a hot track and it's all about saving you money and it's time to dump the box the houndsman xp podcast network is powered by cajun lights all of your lighting needs for hunting can be taken care of at cajun lights they have three models of cap lights i'm gonna run through them real quick you've got the rogaroo which is their high-end light if you're a competition hunter and you got to find that coon up in a tree and it's all riding on finding that coon, you'll want the Rogaroo on your head. Next is the Bayou. That's a pretty standard light, but it's got packed with features. It's got multiple colors, it's got walking lights, it's got the red, the green, the amber, it's all built in right into that light. And then you have one of my personal favorites, the Micro Gator. The Micro Gator is an ultra lightweight cap light. It's got all the features of a white light, red, green, and amber. I've used this light for everything from finding bear tracks early in the morning to coon hunting at night to working on plumbing in the house, changing tires on the side of the road. My truck doesn't leave the driveway without a Cajun light in it. And that light is the Micro Gator. Every Cajun light is durable, made from the highest quality components, and it is backed by Cajun's top rated customer service. Check out Cajun Lights. You can go to our website at houndsmanxp.com. Go to our sponsors page. Hit that link. It'll take you right to Cajun Lights. Check them out. They got a lot of stuff to offer over at Cajun Lights. Hey, Shorty, we are going to talk about something that gets talked about a bunch on uh, social media platforms and, it used to, you know, the Internet, things like that. And houndsmen talk about this stuff every time they're around. It's going to be highly controversial. Um but since it's already being talked about, we're going to discuss discuss this from our perspective and the things that we've done. And we're going to talk about, I don't even know, is it cross-labeling or off-label medications for our hounds? How would you, how would you explain that? I guess I would say it's, it's more cross-label because nothing that we're going to talk about is not used for hounds or dogs. It is... Um, oftentimes advertised differently so one medication advertised for for dogs is way more expensive than the same medication advertised for horses or cattle mm-hmm. so i yeah. would say probably cross label 
So, and what's, what's the motivation here? It's obviously to save money, right? Absolutely. You know, that's one of the hardest parts, uh, about being a houndsman is paying for all this stuff. You know, it's an expensive habit. Uh, the more dogs you get, the more expensive it gets. And every dollar we can save is one that we can put in that gas tank and with $3 fuel, we know that's important right now. I agree. You know, and most of this stuff, like, um, you know, things that you go to the vet for and you get prescribed by your vet are marketed in a way to maximize profit margins on that stuff. And we're just, we're not veterinarians. We're going to put that right out there up front. We're not veterinarians. We're not uh, uh, giving anybody medical advice. We're just going to discuss things that we've done with our hounds with, with good success and really no adverse reactions to any of it. Uh, it's pretty much common knowledge, but we're just going to dispel some rumors and maybe give somebody some ideas. One thing I would say is if you're only, if you're a guy with one hound at the house, then it's not that much cheaper just to go ahead and go to the veterinarian's office, but we're going to give you some ideas anyway, how you might be able to have some workarounds on some of that stuff. But, uh, this is, this is kind of your baby and, and in your wheelhouse shorty. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you take off with it. And Well, another thing, anything that we tell you here, go ask your veterinarian if it's going to hurt your hound before you use it, because most of them, if they're good people, they'll tell you no. Uh, if they're just trying to bend you over and get every dollar out of you, they can, they're going to tell you, yeah, but, but definitely have that conversation. I don't want you guys trusting what we're saying. And, uh, again, like Chris said, we are not veterinarians, but you know, I, I started out kind of categorize this stuff and I started out with wormers because that's something that we, we all, no matter where we're from, that's something that we have to contend with, uh, different places different parts of the world are going to have heartworms. Some of them don't have to worry about it, but item number one, I, I put down ivermectin. Now there are several different ways that this is supplied, but know this ivermectin for dogs, ivermectin for cattle, ivermectin for horses, ivermectin for humans. It's all the same thing. It's just supplied in different ways and different quantities. And if I buy ivermectin, there's an injectable, there's a pour on and there's a horse paste. If I buy ivermectin injectable at Tractor Supply Company for cattle or horses, well, it's going to be labeled for cattle. The bigger the bottle I buy it in, the cheaper it's going to get. And that's just something that you need to know. I've I've used pour-on. I like the pour-on. I don't like sticking needles in my dogs all the time. You're just going to have to do some math. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm not going to do for you. But uh, I will say... If you give ivermectin, and this is this consulting with my veterinarians, if you give ivermectin in the mouth, you're going to want to give a higher dose than you would under the skin. So if I'm giving injectable ivermectin to a dog, it's going to be uh, one-tenth of a cc per 10 pounds. So half a cc for a 50-pound dog. If I'm giving that same dog injectable ivermectin and squirting it in their mouth, I'm going to give them a cc. And the reason is because their a dog's stomach is so strong that it breaks ivermectin down so quickly in their stomach that that they're not. You're getting a small percentage of it is actually going to work. The rest of it just gets killed in their stomach. And that that is directly from uh, my dog vet. So I've always, uh, the pour on I like. I've always been a little bit. Ahead. I've always been a little bit lighter on that. I've always done the one tenth of a cc uh, at. 
uh, per 10 pounds, even in the, you know, when I'm given an orally, never, I always a, did too until never yep. had a dog pop up positive. I live in heartworm type areas. So you can go down as far as one tenth of a CC per 10 pounds and be confident that you're still, you're still getting more than, than if you didn't give heartworm preventative at all, you know? Right. So, right. And, and, uh, the thing, the reason I'm not afraid to give them that half or that one CC is because, uh, I was doing some research on mange a few years back and yep. that same 50 pound dog, you're given a CC and a half of ivermectin injectable once a week. And so orally it is, uh, no injectable. Okay. And, but and, are you giving a, it to you him? Know. You're giving it to him, giving him a shot or are you giving him to him? No, no, I've given him a shot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sub Q. So cute. Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, so that's like, that's a lot of ivermectin and I've always heard, you know, be careful. I do know like your cow dogs can be, um, reactive to ivermectin. So if you've got a long haired dog, any, like your border collies, McNabb, right. stuff like that, be careful with it. Talk to your vet about it. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, it is a Nobel peace prize winning drug. And I want to say like, there's, almost never been a human death by using ivermectin so it's it's pretty safe drug but um but use it use it wisely Um, and how many different forms of ivermectin have you used as far as you talked about pour on you talked about injectable let's talk about the horse paste that made paste yeah paste warmers yep paste and and that's something um it's easy to get that guy that has one hound this this is one of those uh, where you can go, you can go downtown and buy it, paste and uh, and um, and have and save some money. You you can definitely save some money by buying paste because one tube of paste oftentimes is gonna um, is gonna be enough to do probably six or eight warmings for your dog. So it's not like it's gonna sit on the shelf and go bad. You should be given ivermectin if you're in heartworm areas you should be giving it once a month mm-hmm. so um you know you could buy a tube or two of ivermectin at tractor supply company or ace ace hardware a lot of times has it or at least out here in texas and uh and and you'll be just fine there is there is ivermectin paste that's just ivermectin paste and there's also if you're gonna do that like oftentimes i'll go down to uh I'll use either Zemectrin Gold or Equimax, and the reason is is because it all it has ivermectin in it, but it also has Prezquantel in there, and yeah. so you're getting tapeworms. It, well, you're getting all worms, but worm Prezquantel. Yep, and the Prezquantel gets the gets the tapeworms, and um, as far as I know, I don't think anything else is does of the wormers unless you give it to them multiple days in a row but i want to talk about but, uh, something about you are you talk about how to give this paste warmer because uh, you see a lot of different stuff out there uh being passed around and you see everything you know put a squirt a squirt a size of a pearl or a squirt squirt the size of a pea or a pencil eraser or whatever it is and put it in their mouth and a lot of times what happens, and I've done this myself, 
is if if you don't get that ring set right on that tube when you're trying to squeeze this out, you can put half a tube in the dog's mouth before you know it. And then you're in there digging around in their mouth trying to get trying to get the excess warmer out. So squirt it out on your finger that size, you know, it, and it's going to be about the size of a pencil eraser or so and then give that to your dog that way. Don't try to squeeze the tube and depend on those locking rings because uh, they don't always work. They're made in China by some five-year-old kids. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not trusting the same that. Thing. Okay, so while while we're talking about that, um, if if you do choose to give it to them straight out of the tube, and that ring slips, and you give a, a dog a whole uh, whole tube of this, and I've done it, and luckily I I have a good vet friend that lived right down the road at the time i ran the dog down there he went inside the house he grabbed a bottle of hydrogen peroxide and a 20 cc syringe and he filled that syringe with peroxide squirted it down that dog's throat waited a few minutes the dog didn't vomit he got another syringe full squirted it down the throat within probably 30 45 seconds the dog vomited and he said, there you go. You're fine. So know that if your dog ingests poison of any kind. Exactly. Uh, or if you overworm it or you see it eat rat poison or something, that's one way. Um, again, I would if I saw my dog eat uh, rat poison, I would definitely get to the vet. But if you're a couple hours from the vet, get some hydrogen peroxide, get it down their throat, and you will make them vomit that way. Yep. Yep. Good advice right there. What else on warmers, man? Uh, so from, from the ivermectin, another heartworm warmer is going to be moxidectin. Um, this is, uh, another warmer that can be supplied via liquid injectable, pour on, or the horse wormer version of it is going to be quest. Um, if you're given the injectable, it is, uh, a quarter cc per 11 pounds and you can give it subcutaneous or uh i am now the 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 thing about moxidectin is and somebody smarter than i i haven't got to talk to my veterinarian yet on this but but there is a you're form gonna have to, you're gonna have to tell us what i am is explain what i am is uh, in in the muscle yeah i am is is in the muscle um uh so but this moxidectin, you you can get it for dogs from a veterinarian, and the way I understand it is there's two two bottles like your your vaccines, where you you mix it, so you take the content out of one bottle, put it in the other bottle, shake it around, and you can give that in the muscle, and depending on the dose you give the dog. Uh, it, it's a heartworm preventative for six months to 12 months, depending on the dose. One dose gives you six months. Another dose gives you 12 months. I don't know if it's the exact same thing as regular moxidectin wormer or if this carrier agent is what makes it last longer. That's something I'm going to investigate, and, and on a future episode, I should have some more information on that. But, uh, again, you can get it Quest as a, as a paste. You can use the pour-on or the injectable at a quarter cc per 11 pounds for the moxidectin, and it is a heartworm wormer. So from there, we jump down to these multiple worm wormers 
These are going to be your horse paced. Let me let There's, me back up. Let me back up just a second about Ivamec. Uh, so when you're when you're given Ivamec, dogs hate hate. I mean, they hate it. It tastes tastes mm-hmm. horrible. Uh, yep. I'm not going to tell you how it. I know it tastes horrible, but with the COVID thing, I know that it tastes horrible. I will. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I, the, the apple paste isn't too terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Uh, it's hard to get. <laughs> They've got a new maple flavor out too, I think, for the fall. Uh, if they had it in pumpkin spice, I could get my wife on it. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top-of-the-industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. So when you just give straight injectable for cattle to dogs, Mm -hmm. you can get by with it a couple times, but they get to the point where they know it's coming and you're going to, so what I do is I go ahead and I've got, got a dish there, go ahead and squirt it in the dish and then you can pour a little beef broth in there, a little chicken broth in there, or milk, just a little bit of milk, not too much milk because that could scour a dog, but just enough milk, and they will actually lick every bit of it up. So it can be a little bit yep. easier way to administer. I've been doing it for so long, and that that it's easy for me to – it's just as easy for me to, to give it to them straight up right out of the syringe and – the other way you can do it is you can put that milk in a bowl and then just draw some up in the syringe with your Ivermec right. and, mm-hmm. and go ahead and give it to them that way. And it, it takes away a little bit of the burn, and that's normally the way I will do it. Gotcha. I, it, for the same reasons, my favorite way here that I've been doing the past few years is using the pour-on. And, and I simply, like, there's a little squeeze bottle. The, the one that I have, you squeeze the bottle, it fills up a little deal on top and uh i think the smallest dose on it's for 100 pounds on the one that i have so i i just go about halfway up to that first line and pour it on their back just like you would a pour on for fleas or or and it just absorbs it just absorbs straight through their skin into the yep exactly no no sticking them with a needle no going down the throat i've never used pour on i've never done it that way yeah i've done it for a few years now and it and it's it's by far the easiest yeah so let's um, go on into those other warmers man okay so for your multi-worm well for your for your horse wormers you have your um and there's a bunch of them that are just straight ivamec the ones that i like if i'm going that route is uh um quest plus which is moxidectin prezoquantel Zemectrin Gold, which is Ivermectin, Prezoquantil, or Echomax, which is Ivermectin, Prezoquantil. If I'm going to go with one of those last two, I usually choose the the Equimax. It's the same price, and it's a little bit stronger. Um, 
the Zemectrin gold is 1.55%, Ivermectin 7.75%, Prezquantil versus the Equimax, which is 1.87%, Ivermectin and 14.03% Prezquantil. Now, when you're giving them this, uh, to get enough Prezquantil in those dogs, like a 50-pound dog, you're going to want to give them a dose for a 200-pound dog. If or a 200-pound horse. Them, or a 200-pound horse, yes. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you're not getting enough Prezquantil in the dog to kill the uh, tapeworms. So that's something to, to keep in mind right there. Um, and uh, and those are pretty much your, your horse wormers. There is... Um, uh, some, some other horse wormers, you can go with safeguard or panic here. And this is going to be fenbendazole. The thing about fenbendazole is you're going to want to give it for, for three days consecutively. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be provided in a liquid or a paste. Um, that if you're going this route, okay, for, for, and I switch up, like I'll, I'll, I like to use different warmers throughout the year. The the, the Prezaquantel I usually give in the spring and the fall, um, just like I would my horses. And other than that, I'm using the Ivamectin or the Moxidectin monthly for, for heartworms. But then I'll, I'll bounce down here to the, the Safeguard or the Panic here. And I've got a lot of dogs, so I buy it in a big jug. Like if you buy a gallon jug, it's... You know, it's a couple hundred dollars, but you can do a, a pile of dogs that'll last you a year or so. And and, but if not, again, go to that, go to the horse paste. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an easy way to do it. Uh, you could buy it for goats, um, but always, whenever you buy the liquid in the bigger jugs, it's gonna it's gonna save you a lot of money right there. Did I miss the so. the dose you had for Safeguard? Because that seems to be that is so widely available. You can walk into any it's, farm store. And find safeguard liquid. The liquid's going to be one cc per five pounds. I'm glad you said that because I, I did miss that. One cc per five pounds of body weight, and you're going to want to give it three days consecutively. Some people say five days consecutively. I've done both, um, but at least three days consecutively. So um, that's, uh, that's a good one. I use that quite often it, um, when I'm not using the, the Prezquantil. That's I, I go with the Fenbendazole. This mm-hmm. is another thing that there's there's we you were talking about COVID. That's another drug that some cancer patients are actually uh, playing with a little bit. They say that it can kill cancer. So um, I don't know if that's true in dogs as well, but but I do know of some people messing with it. But um, from there, you can go to the Valbazin. This is another Valbazin. Valbazin, is that that's how you say how, yeah, it? Yeah, that's how us hillbillies say val. We say Valbazin. Okay, that's probably <laughs> that's probably more correct. Um, and this is gonna this is gonna kill everything but heartworms. Uh, it's gonna be one cc per ten pounds, three days consecutively. And uh, that's another that's another one that I uh, I will use from time to time, especially if I don't use uh, the Prezquantil. And the reason I I switch up. Um, and I may be right or wrong. I don't know, but I, I don't want these worms building an immunity to anything. Exactly. So I like to use different things throughout the year just to just to throw a curveball at them. I and that's um, something that's something that uh, 
that's an that's an old farmer trick. I mean, ag cattle farmers, sheep farmers, pig farmers have done this for years, and yet as dog owners, we go to the vet and we get the heart guard that's got the same thing in it, and we give them the same ingredients every month, mm-hmm. and things things mutate. You know, they they evolve and build up resistance. I mean, I got there's weeds out there that now that have built up resistance to to glyphosate or Roundup. Uh, yep. So so a living breathing parasite can do the same thing. So that, that's exactly and, and, why I change it up too. And that's that's why on the heartworms. That's why I I've been once I figured it out that that it could be used. I've wondered for a long time, but hadn't done the research until here about six or eight months ago but that's why i use that moxidectin on the on the heartworms from time to time too just to just to throw that curveball in there mm-hmm. so, um there's two other wormers that i want to talk about before we move on to something else um and this goes back to we're at we're out of the the horse wormers the traditional horse and, and cattle wormers so uh this goes back to the prezquantil and this is what i've been doing here lately is Go down to PetSmart and buy Prezquantil fish wormer. It's ninety nine point nine percent. Sometimes you'll find a hundred percent, but it is it is Prezquantil fish wormer, and you can buy it in half pound, uh, five pound buckets, and simply take that. And uh, if you have a scale, um, and you'll have to do the you'll have to do the math your, yourself. I'm not going to do all that for you here. But uh, I take, I bought some capsules from the the uh, health supply store, just your regular old gel capsules, and pull them apart and fill them up, put drop them on the scale until I get where I want to go. So for for a thirty five pound, thirty five to fifty pound dog, doing it this way, you're going to want to give them one hundred and two milligrams um, of Prasquantil, uh, fifty one to seventy pound dog is 136 and 71 and a 95 is 170 again check this this is stuff that i've got off the internet um just doing research and well, it's got to be true well yeah exactly so um <laughs> can you hey but, I, I got a question can you load those can you load those gel caps up in your reloader and like that's exactly what i do no you do not you I, put them in your it, re- well, reloader no, I, I take the gel caps, and they actually make a uh, – it looks like a little table that you, you put the gel caps on and shake them, and they fall in, and it's actually made to fill pills. Yeah. And then you take, like, a credit card and, and move the Prasquantil around, and it falls in those deals, and then another piece, and it puts the top on them. And, and somebody that's – that's uh, I've never I've never done it yet, but I've been threatening to get one of those. You can get them from, like, 25 pills to 200 pills. They'll do that many at one time. But I just take the gel cap and dunk, dunk it in the the Prasquantil and tap it a little bit, put the top on it, and throw it on my reloading scale until I get to the weight that I'm looking for, and uh, and it's that easy. I'm thinking we could probably set up a die for a progressive, like a Lee bench reloader, a progressive mm-hmm. reloader, and we'll just we'll just flip that handle and keep them rotating around and get what we need. They have stuff out there that, <laughs> that, that does it. Yeah. You can find it in the medical field that, uh, that does exactly, exactly that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I've been threatening to do it for a while. I just haven't stopped to figure out what sizes I need and, uh, what size capsules 
There you go. You What's what caliber but, would that be? Twenty five, right. seventeen. I don't He's know. A twenty-five caliber dog. This one's a <laughs> I've had, two seventy. I've had a lot of twenty-two yeah. caliber dogs. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. What else? So, you What else you uh, got? One more on the wormer. If I got one the, wormer uh, when you're done. Okay. Um, you might not after this one. Okay. Uh, if you don't like chemical wormers, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the bone. Go ahead. Are you going to say diatomaceous earth? Yes. Man, yes. I'm going to exactly. tell you what. So I, I kicked this whole deal into high gear on the diatomaceous earth. And I actually in the, the video series I did on raising pups, I talked about diatomaceous earth because it's, it's an all natural deal. And as mm -hmm. long as you don't overdose it, you don't want to clog up your dog's digestive tract with this stuff, but it's virtually, right. it's virtually impossible to do. It, the label says do not exceed one to 2% of uh, feed. So, in their in their feed total feed for the day daily feeding right. one to two percent so if you think Can you about, do it daily i have or is, it, been, is this a once a month deal or a daily deal or i used to do it once a week gotcha and i decided that i was going to step it up a little bit and do it daily and right uh because it won't it won't hurt them it will not hurt them, and yeah, there's and, no chemicals in it whatsoever. Nope. The only thing you, the only thing you run, you, you got to make sure that you give access. I mean, plenty of access to good water, so mm -hmm. that so that you know that stuff can can uh, be digested properly and pass through right. because they're not going to digest this diatomaceous earth. They are going to pass it, but what happens is they build up this residual coating of diatomaceous earth in their digestive tract. And then no parasites can live in that environment. It's impossible. It, and the way that it kills them from what I understand is it's, is it's like microscopic little shells that have sharp pointy edges on it. And the, the it's parasites. Fossil, fossilized crustacean is what it is. It's right. Yes. Yeah, so, so go ahead. And so they, the, the, and, and people use it for fleas and, and ticks mm -hmm. and stuff too, but these little sharp pointy deals, which will not hurt your dog, but it, it, it pokes holes in, in the parasite and causes them to die of dehydration. Yep. So it's totally natural. Or they That's, will feed uh, on it. So you get a, you get an intestinal parasite and like a tapeworm or roundworm and, and their feed, they're actually robbing your dog from the nutrients in the feed. They're picking this up and they're trying to digest and it. And it just literally cuts them up from the inside out. Right, Same thing right. happens to and this stuff. This is going to be a real cheap way to go. I've seen it. I don't know what the bags cost, but they sell it at tractor supply in a 50 pound bag. So mm -hmm. you can buy this stuff for, very very cheap if that's the route you want to go um totally totally cool with that um i haven't used this one yet but it's something that i'm that i'm definitely looking into because it's it's seems to be pretty simple and really really safe and and i think it could be super cheap well let, let me i took a stool sample in and i've been doing i've been went to the daily deal so what i do the way i apply it is i've got a feed bucket that I feed out of every day and I will measure a small amount of, of feed into the bucket. And then I'll simply sprinkle just a, a 
a, a somewhat generous shaking. I'm not, I'm not coating or you know the the diatomaceous earth in there, but but given that layer of feed a good coating, I measure out some more feed, put some more feed in the bucket, put another layer of diatomaceous earth, and I just layer it in my bucket like that. That way, when I feed, it mixes throughout the feed, and and uh, then each dog gets diatomaceous earth on a daily basis. And I've been doing that for about a month and a half now. And I, I decided to run a stool sample down to my vet just for a checkup. Zero. Zero worms, zero parasites. This stuff is cheap. It's easy to apply. You can even put it in, in your flour. Like if you're going to, your own personal food, if you want to, if you're a food store person and you've got, you know, ten pounds of flowers. You can you can dust some diatomaceous earth on top of that, and it's perfectly safe and all organic. Well, and then when you eat it, you're going to be, you know, deparasiting yourself. So. Deparasiting yourself, but it also keeps like you know how you get mill bugs, right. meal bugs, and stuff mm -hmm. in your in yep. your flower. They won't exist in there with it. They can't exactly yep. exactly. And that's before we move on from the wormers. You you brought something up that that made me think of this. If you're wondering if your program is is actually working, you can take your vet a stool sample, or you can take them a blood sample, or you could go down there and let them gather a stool sample or a blood sample if you're not comfortable doing it, and let them run it, and they will tell you if it's if it's working or if you need to up your dose or or change something. The only reason that we're telling you all these things that we just told you about wormers is because we're trying to cheapen it up as much as we can for you, but we want to make sure that you're getting enough of this into the end of the animal to have a parasite free animal. So mm -hmm. don't, don't just trust that, that it's working. Go, go run it by your vet every once in a while. Yep. Check your own work. Check your own yep. work. Where are we headed now, shorty? Let's go to, uh, to some more parasites. Let's go to flea and ticks. Um, and there's, there's several things here. I know I did a video a little while back on insect tags um, and how to easily attach those to your, to your dog collar. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, go, you can go to Houndsman XP. I'll do another one here pretty quick. Um, but, uh, on your insect tags, there's, there's something that you need to know. An insect tag is not just a cure-all. It is, um, there are different insect tags that do different things. And I actually, uh, printed off a sheet, um, and in doing my own research, and, and I printed off a sheet, and it compares all these different insect tags from different companies and, and the, the uh, ingredients in them and what it actually protects against. And, and I went along there with a little highlighter, and I highlighted the ones that, you know, that protected against uh, ticks versus the ones that didn't, and da-da-da-da-da. And that's how I came up with these tags. Um, if you're going to use the insect tags, the only two tags that I recommend uh, for ticks is going to be the Y-Tex XP820. That's the Y-Tex XP820, and it is the only tag that when you read across that, that sheet that protects against all, um, all the ticks. The other ones maybe will get one type of tick. Um, and and they don't necessarily it'll it'll say it helps with it's it's not a it's not a preventative and so the only one that really covered the uh, the tick 
deal with any effectiveness was that XP, the Whitex XP820. It's a yellow colored tag, and uh, that's a good one for ticks. The other one that is going to be more geared toward, and, and the reason I use it here is because of these gnats. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've got a lot of gnats certain times of the year. They just are all over the dog's face, their eyes, their ears, up underneath their their uh, armpits, and and then on their belly, anywhere soft, they're attacking them. It is, is the that's the Whitex Python, not the Magnum, not the Python Magnum, but just the the purple Whitex Python tag. And that one's gonna it's gonna help. Um, well, it it targets flies, gnats, and mosquitoes. Um, there's other tags out there that are going to deal with flies, but that's pretty much all they're going to deal with. It When you start talking about your biting bugs like the fleas, the flies, the gnats, and the mosquitoes, those are the only two tags that I would recommend to to defend off of those. Yeah, and, and so. so when Alan Halata was on the podcast, he talked about multiple layers of protection. So if you're doing parasite mm-hmm. control, if you're doing and tick control if you're doing any of that stuff you should be using multiple layers of protection here because if you start if you've ever had a dog that contracts uh ehrlichiolitis or um uh, we have that Lyme, down here Lyme's disease any of that stuff and now you're you're treating with mox i'm convinced that a dog really never fully recovers from any of those things it's going to affect performance down the road so if you can use those multiple layers of protection and and i started i was always skeptical of the cattle tags until i started talking to you about them i really was i was like for freaking cows i'm not putting that on my dog now but again it's a multiple layer deal i don't i don't just solely rely on those right right but but the cattle tag deal uh i i was skeptical until until i started talking to you and i thought well i'm gonna put it on a couple of my dogs and this year and see what happens and i've been impressed i haven't picked a tick off of them i haven't when we were in wisconsin bear hunting there were probably 30 hounds in camp total and my hounds were laying outside their dog houses not being pestered by flies other guys were headed to town to the to the store to get fly spray and all this other stuff and and my dogs were laying out there and they just had a Whitex tag on their collar like like you you demonstrated how to attach it i i had the exact same uh a friend of mine i i left some hounds at his house uh when i was out in california and i came home for a minute and he called me and he said, Hey, where do I get those tags? I said, what is that? And same thing. He said, your dogs don't have any flies on them. My dogs do. Right. And he goes, that's the only, and, and other than that, we, we worm the same. We, we, uh, every other thing that we do, we do the same. The only thing that my dogs had. And, and the other thing was, are there, because of the way he had his dogs chained out, he's got a big, big yard. Um, it's fenced in underneath a bunch of big trees and he had his dogs kind of every other chain deal. So when I put my dogs in there, they were kind of between his dogs. So it was a really good sample because it wasn't like my dogs are over here, his dogs are over there. Yeah. Well, they're you know it's cooler over here, so the flies are here. Whatever. No, that they were intermingled. In and he said, "Hey, yours yours don't have any," and mine mine got flies all over them. So. Yep. 
Yep. But but um, I go I do I do go ahead and use the Ytex tag and then I use you may be talking about permethrin, but I'll use permethrin also mm-hmm. on top of the Ytex for that extra layer yep. of protection. Go ahead, Shorty. You know what app I use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast. I use Onyx. Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying, studying the map. When I'm riding trails, I put the tracking app on. It helps me get around in strange country. I could mark water sources, food sources, bear sign, just all kinds of options within Onyx. You need to check out Onyx Maps by going to houndsmanxp.com. Click on the link on our sponsor page. You'll go right to Onyx Maps, and when you check out, enter the code HXP20, and you will get 20% off of your order. Know where you stand with Onyx. This is one that I've I haven't found it anywhere else. Uh, it's like the uh, the Diatomascus Earth. This is a um, an all natural. It is uh, supposedly organic um, plants that are that are fermented and they extract the the uh, liquid from it. And it's called Conserve SC. Uh, and this, can I, we, I can heard we about make this booze out good, of it. Can we ferment? Oh, I don't know. Ferment it. I will tell you this: when you use it, uh, <laughs> you put gloves on. I put rubber gloves on because if this stuff touches your skin, it like it has an odor of its own, and you will not be able to get that off your hands for a couple days. <laughs> And so when you when you go to eat, you know you're gonna smell it, and it's not like a horrible smell, but it's definitely a different smell. Um, it, I don't think it'll hurt you at all. But but conserve SC and and a friend of mine told me about this a few years ago, and I was a little skeptical. And he said, "No, no, I've been using it for quite a while now." And uh, so I started out with the bottom end of the dogs, um, and uh, I didn't give it to. My, I didn't give it to my best dog right off the get go, but uh, but one cc per ten pounds orally, and I'm going to tell you what there is not a flea medicine in the world that is better than this. If you have fleas, this is hands down the best stuff I've ever used, and we've we've battled them. I've lived here for 15 years, and we have battled fleas for 15 years. Well, no, for about 12 now. Um, I would literally, like I had several different chemicals that I would go down and spray the kennels heavily with every 10 days, every, every 10 to 14 days, right? They're trying to break the cycle and we never could beat these fleas. I don't know what it is about here. We could never get ahead of these damn fleas. I mean, they were horrible and it got to the point before I started using this, like I really, and I, I used all these pour-ons all this stuff and we just couldn't break the cycle and um and and i mean the the 
the Poron medications, four canines. I went down and bought the expensive stuff and put it on these dogs and, and was religious about it. And, uh, and you just, you never could get ahead of, you could, it would kill them. It would, but they just kept hatching and hatching and hatching. And it was a never ending cycle. Yeah. And when I gave this to these dogs, they were, they were covered pretty bad. I felt sorry for them. I did. They were covered pretty bad and I was doing everything I could. And I gave this to all the dogs and, uh, we've got a lot of dogs between my father-in-law, my stepson and myself. We've got a lot of dogs here. And so, um, anyways, I, one of my father-in-laws or my stepson's dogs vomited it up when I gave it to him, he threw up and, and the, most of the dogs, well, I will tell you, uh, what I will do with this stuff and, and they eat it, just put it on their food and they eat it. Um, but at the time I didn't know that. So I was putting it down their mouth. Anyhow, this dog threw it up and I wasn't sure how much I got at him, how much I did. And I was pretty new to this stuff and I didn't want to give him too much. So I just, I just left good enough alone, hoping it would work. Went down there the next day and these dogs were covered with fleas. Went down there the next day and every dog, I might find two or three fleas on them and they looked drunk. Uh, they were, they were screwed up. They were dying. That dog that vomited it up was a yellow dog and he looked like a high tan. No His kidding. Covered in fleas. All the and fleas no left the other dogs and went to him. Yep. No and way. So, What's this yeah, stuff called? So I, it's called conserve SC. So I, I, I gotta look it up. I drew up another dose and I gave it to this dog. And this time I put the syringe down his throat so he couldn't you know, spit it back out and it came down there the next day. And again, I could find maybe two or three, four or five fleas. And they all looked like they were leaving the bar at two o'clock in the morning. They were, they were drunk. <laughs> so, um, how often do you give it? You give it whenever you need to, uh, that particular time I wasn't sure. So, and, and I came back out a month later and there was a few fleas on the dog. So I gave it to him again. That was the last time that year that I had to give those dogs anything for fleas. And every year after that, I've given it to them once. This stuff is absolutely unreal at at killing fleas. So when you see fleas on your dogs, give it to them. When you don't, but I I, I would be willing to bet that uh, that you get to a point where you're only giving it to the dogs maybe once or twice a year. Hmm. Crazy. And, and yeah, that, that is my all time favorite right there. It's a, it's, it's not cheap when you buy it. Uh, and you can buy that on Amazon. Like it's, it's yeah, not scheduled it right drug now. or anything. You're not probably not going to find it at, at Ace Hardware or Lowe's or something. Maybe you will. I don't know, but I've never found it anywhere other than buying it on Amazon. And, and what is it again? It's, it's active. Conserve. In, in, yeah. Ingredients. It's, it says active ingredients are, uh, spinosad, spinosad, uh, spinosis A and spinosin D. I don't know what that is. I don't know, man. When I start reading labels, we, with, we probably won't know what it is because it's it's some kind of fermented plants. Okay, all right. So yeah, it's from Dow Chemical is the one that I'm looking at. Yeah, it's SC. like a, it's a, turf a gray, and ornamental gray bottle control. with a green top. Yep, yep. 
Yep. For sure. Man, I don't know. I, I So stuff like this, I, I have to look at it pretty pretty close before I start shoving this down. I've been giving it at least, at least three or four years. I know a friend of mine here in town, I won't mention his name. He's been giving it for probably five years. And they're Heck, go ahead and zero. throw him under the bus, too. He's the one that got us into this no. mess. Yeah, no, I won't do it. He saved me a pile of money, man. I was spending, I don't know how much money a year fighting these things. And all of a sudden, it's like, poof, fleas, you know, but fleas. I've used uh, the bear, uh, and I can't remember, it's the bear rose rose deal for fleas. And tree and shrub. Tree and shrub. Bear, yep. tree and shrub. Yep. Apply it to them and, um, and just use it like I do the... Uh, uh, typical topical uh, or the topical treatments. Yep, and had real the good reason, real good success. But the reason you this use that is it had one or one of these two in it, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about them. Um, but it was either, and I will, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, uh, imidacloprid and S methaprine. And those are both ingredients that are used in a lot of of uh, of your canine Advantix, Frontline, all that stuff. And that's you could get that in bear, tree, and shrub. Let me. Yep. I'm gonna look up Advantix real quick. So keep rolling. I'm gonna look up Advantix ingredients just so well, we can. I can. Canine it, Advantix has. Um, well, Canine Advantix two has that has that. Amidacloprid and uh, Canine Advantix is Promethrin. Okay. All right. Yep. So, um, yeah. So let's go. So we're done with the conserve SC. And I'm telling you, if, you, if ticks or fleas are a problem, you guys are going to thank me for this one. Um, then we're going to go to uh, Taurus SC or Termidor. Taurus SC or Termidor. Both of them are the same thing. The Taurus SC is kind of the generic version of it. It's going to be cheaper. And the, the active ingredient in that is Fipronil. Um, it's 8.9% Fipronil. Um, and that's that's going to be, and I don't have it wrote down, all the everything that's that Fipronil is in, but that is a lot of your over-the-counter uh, flea and tick um, uh, preventatives are have fipronil in them. Now, I don't find that it's as good on fleas as it is on ticks. For ticks, this is my go-to. Taurus SC is what I use. Um, and I just put it right down their back, just like you do your over-the-counter um, product. And it's going to be, uh, I'm going to give you the dosage for it because uh, it's... It's the exact same percentage, 8.9% Fipronil is the exact same percentage as your over-the-counter products that have Fipronil in them. So like Frontline, front yep, line, all yep. that stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, for a 23 to 44-pound dog, you want to give 1.34 milliliters. So with this stuff, well, before I, well, let me finish giving you the doses. Uh, for a 45 to 88 pound dog, you're going to want to give 2.68 milliliters. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, a milliliter is a CC. It's the same thing. 
for an 89 to 132 pound dog, you want to give 4.02 milliliters. This stuff is a little thicker than than your store bought um, fipronil that that's made for dogs. So when I when I put it on the dogs, I I suck it up into a syringe. Now I start at the back of the dog and I go against the hair and I try to get it right on the skin and I go up the dog's back from tail to, to head and, and, and squirt it out as I go. And that gets it closer to the skin. It is thick enough that if you just pour it down the dog's back on top of the skin or on top of the hair and they shake, it's all going to come off. Right. So you want to get it down on the dog's back. But other than that, it's the same dose as, as your store-bought stuff. So that works really good. That's my tick go-to. And I, I just I just did a quick Google search for the active ingredient in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Frontline, and it is Fipronil, and it's 9.8%. Um, so 9.8 or 8.9? It's nine, 9.8 according to Google. I might have wrote it down wrong. Googleistic, which yeah. I could go to another search engine that's not so liberal and we could see, but... Uh, yeah, no, five, I might have wrote it down wrong. Yeah, 9.8%. Yeah, so, yeah, 50-pound dog, I usually give three cc's, and that's that's right there in that, so, in that ballpark. So, okay, so you're going tail to shoulders. You're going that whole yep. distance to the back. You don't um, have to. The main thing is to go against the hair and get it on the skin. Right, right. So, so. Are, are you ever afraid that a dog will, like, turn around and, we've all seen dogs go after that flea at the base of the tail, them ingesting right. the fipronil. Well, um, and I guess I, I didn't describe it properly. Not necessarily going from the tail head to the, to the head. I'm going that direction. Okay. I got you. I usually start okay. kind of behind the shoulders. Yeah. There you go. Um, hoping that those dogs, you know, they can't really reach it right there. Right. I usually right. go behind the shoulders up to the base of the, I don't get to the, to the head, but, because the collar's about halfway in the way. up their neck, but um, <laughs> I hear you. But yeah, I, I go that direction. I wanted to make sure there. Yeah, because, thank you for pointing yeah. that out. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, so for fleas and ticks, I'm gonna recap this because these are my two go tos for fleas: Conserve SC. For ticks, Taurus SC. You can also use Termidor. Taurus SC is just cheaper. Um, then we're gonna move on to. Uh, Permethrin. Now, um, there's a couple different ways to to go at this. the The easiest one is in in permethrin. Forty five percent permethrin is the acting active ingredient in Freedom Forty Five, Century Canine Advantix, Verbac, Effitex, uh, Liberty, Provecta. Just to give you an example. Um, so you can buy at like tractor supplier at your feed stores. You can buy a fly deterrent for horses. Um, that's a pour on and that, that there's two of them, um, that stand out spot on or Equispot. Both of these are 45% permethrin. So, and they come in a little, like a, I don't know, five milliliter, uh, packet you can actually just take a syringe and needle and go right through it and and 
pull the the permethrin out or you can cut the top off and stick a needle down in there and get it out but that right there it's it's already 45 percent permethrin so the math is really easy all you got to do is look at your at freedom century canine advantage see how much uh how many milliliters they use for your weight dog and copy it because it's the same it's the same percentage and again the benefit to this is anytime you buy something for horses and cattle versus dogs, it's going to be cheaper. And and this is going to save you a few bucks to get the same exact stuff. There's another way you can, you can get, uh, the permethrin. Now this is 40% versus the 45% of the spot on or Equispot is Whitech makes a little, a little bottle of, of pour on that's 40%. And you can buy that at tractor supply as well. And, and just, you know, give them a little bit more. You have to do the math, figure it out. But, uh, but anyways, that's, that's another, another way. And it's, yep. it's again, active ingredients and some pretty common flea and tick preventatives. Absolutely. And I use the, the, you call it permethrin. I, again, it's just a regional thing. I call it permethrin, permethrin. Um, I'm, I'm also going to go out there on limb and just say that, that even as people, we need to be applying. We apply this stuff to our hunting clothes back here. Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. And and so if it's safe for me, it's safe for my dog. And right. I, I I use it in the concentrate. I spray it around the kennels. Spray dog houses. I'll tie dogs out while I'm spraying, of course, and uh, let it dry residually. But it's great for man. It'll it'll repel mosquitoes, it, bugs, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff around your kennel. So it's again, it's part of that multi-level, multi-layer protection right. for our dogs that that veterinarians that are willing to talk to you will tell you about. Right, right, yeah. The good ones are, you know, the other ones are just trying to get in your pocketbook, and you need. Well, to, I mean, a lot of go. when when you go to when you go to the down the go to the the heart of, you run out to that vet, and you look around where his office is located. And he's got half a million dollar, million dollar homes surrounding his office. There's a good chance he's there to get the money from the foo foo dog owner and the lap dog, the the fur yep. baby mama that is going to drag her dog in there every time he has a sniffle. And um, those guys are not going to tell you if you if you've got a vet, if you like you and like I, we're, we've been in this same thing. We've had we have vets that come to the farm. That's that's always when. I get dogs vaccinated. It's like, hey, come out and vaccinate the livestock or check, do a palpation or whatever you're going to do. While you're here, I need you to vaccinate the dogs and bang. And they talk to you. I'm, I, I really yep. miss my old vet, Doc Beckett. I mean, I watched that guy do some stuff that uh, he didn't He didn't have a lot of fancy equipment and stuff, but I saw him save save animals, dogs from gunshot wounds. And uh, I saw I had a squirrel dog one time, not mine, but one I was hunting with that took an arrow through the neck. He saved the dog's life, and he would talk straight to you. And that's, uh, that's the kind of vets that we, we need to seek out and talk to about, about these sort of things. Yep, yep, absolutely. And that, that's, yeah, we're looking for Dr. Pohl. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'll have to look so, him up. Oh, you haven't looked him up? Oh, he's got a TV show, Dr. Pole. No kidding. Yeah. The, yeah. The kids watch him, but he's our kind of vet. Yeah. Like he's, you know, just the real deal. But, yep. What else um, you got, Shorty? 
So from there, we're going to move these next two. I'm not super huge fans of them, but they are ingredients in a lot of stuff. Uh, thing I found, they don't it combined. They work well. Um, they're just, it's not as simple as these other three that I've already given you. And that's, and again, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, this immediate clopurid. And that's, that's one of the ingredients. Cause I've got it wrote down right here. I've, I've got it in the fertile tree and shrub. So it's probably one of those ingredients in that bear tree and shrub. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I, it's, it's 8.8%. Um, that's the same as K9 Advantix 2, Soresto, Advantage Multi, and Frontline Plus. Um, this is a, it's a neurological deal that, that kills the, the fleas and ticks, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't prevent the eggs from being hatched. So if you're going to use that, um, and again, you're going to have to do the math on that for, for yourself. It's the same percentage as all those that i just mentioned uh k9 advantage resto advantage frontline plus um if you're going to use that i would recommend also using s methaprene at 8.8 percent that's the same as frontline plus and gold frontline plus and frontline gold on guard zoo guard pet armor plus spot on and this actually assist in uh preventing the eggs from hatching so uh if you're going to use a permethrin or the imidacloprid i would recommend using the s methaprene as well um but i again the first two that i gave you the conserve sc and the taurus sc man those deals they are simple easy cheap and the most effective that i have yet to find Houndsman XP is very proud of our partnership with the organization Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes America's veterans hunting from field to field, from the battlefield to a field near you when you volunteer your time to take America's warriors hunting with you and your hounds. It's easy. Go to houndsmanxp.com, click on the partnership tab and it will take you to Freedom Hunters. You can go direct to their website to make donations at freedomhunters.org. Support America's heroes. Let's pay it back. Visit Freedom Hunters at freedomhunters.org or go to houndsmanxp.com and you can find them on our website from field to field. And then from there, um, and this is more like on the kennel care, so my, uh, and I think this would work equally as well if you had like a raised kennel with wood floors or, or even Which is synthetic what I floors. Um, I have concrete floors in mine. So what I'll do, and this will last for, I don't know, three or four or five months. Um, I'll, I'll take all my water buckets, food buckets, uh, dishes, and I use those blue barrels. Um, I take those, I take everything out of my kennel and, um, and then I get 38% permethrin and, uh, which is, it's, it's aimed toward your termites. So if mm-hmm. you're having trouble finding it, I do know our ACE hardware here in town carries it. Um, and I use that and then I, I buy 
one of those uh, reusable uh, lawn and garden sprayers mm-hmm. that you yep. can fill up with a chemical, and then and the little kind of white clear colored deal with a black head on it is what I use, and I turn that sucker to ten. I fill it up with permethrin, thirty eight percent, and I spray those floors in that kennel. I usually do it like if I can when I'm going to go hunting. I'll load the dogs, get them out, load, load them in the truck, clean everything out, water buckets, everything. Spray this on the floors, and I spray it at 10, and it's going to create a greasy film on there. And all you got to do is get it wet, get the whole floor wet. But I do that, and then I go hunting, and I come back, and it'll all have dried into that concrete. But it's going to have kind of a greasy like if you walk on it it's slippery mm-hmm. my my uh my floors are those polished concrete so they clean easier it's slick like with shoes on your your ice skating right i take a i take a hose what's a guy from south texas what does a guy from south texas know about about ice skating that's what i want to know i i know that you <laughs> use uh you use hockey skates rather than figure skates <laughs> I did learn that. <laughs> I put a hole in my leg with the, with figure skates, and then I talked to a friend of mine. The guy, I'll, I'll throw his name out there, Ty McClary. If you if you guys have ever watched the movie Mighty Ducks, yeah, the cowboy kid in there, he's one of my best friends. He actually worked for me out there in California when he was working in Hollywood. He was he was ranching for me during the daytime. Yeah, and uh, and so they actually had to learn to to be uh, college level hockey players to be in that movie so he they went through the whole deal yeah and uh anyways that that's a trick that you need to know if you've never been ice skating use hockey skates not figure this skates. this podcast is full kind uh, that's what i know all, yeah. you ask what i know i know it's full of all kinds but, of knowledge where, where anyways, else can you get this done after you're done ice skating across your your kennels to in see hockey if skates. i'm right or wrong just wash it off with water and and wash all that permethrin off with water put all your stuff back in there and uh and it will kill any bugs any fleas any ticks uh we have these uh kissing beetles down here that that carry chagas that will kill your dogs and um they are a major major problem uh i also spray the stuff around the kennels yep those 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 beetles they like these these woods where we got mesquite trees all around the kennel so i spray all those trees and everything with it too but anything that lands on that concrete for I don't know, three to six months will die. And it'll blow your mind when you go out there every day and, and all the bugs that you see dead in that kennel because, uh, because of that. So that's a, that's a cheap and easy kennel care, um, and knock I- on wood. I haven't had any problems with these, with these kissing beetles since, but the first year that I did it, I'd go out there every day and I'd find eight to 10 of them. Now mm-hmm. I find maybe one or two of them, but. I'll back that up a little bit about the permethrin in the kennel space. And I, I do the same thing. Take everything out, hose it all down. I mean, I, I, I don't hold back on that. And then, but man, I don't have, I used to have, and I've got a roof. I've got a tin roof on my kennel. Um, and you would get wasp nests in there. You would get, uh, had a hornet's nest in there one time. Uh, and that none of that is pleasant, even for me while I'm out there trying to, out there trying to, uh, uh, take care of, take care of dogs and kennels and stuff like that. And, and it's all gone spiders, no brown recluse, 
no spider webs in the kennels and it's and i have combated that simply with the permit uh you know spraying that in the kennel it's it's taking care of all that plus i've got wood kennels it's all treated power wash it do all that stuff and i don't have termite problems either absolutely yep. and that's that's uh again and you can find 10 percent in a lot of places but uh but that 38 percent man it just the stronger the stronger it is the longer it lasts the longer the residual fact it lasts and that's why they used like that um well and then and then go back to your uh to the uh the taurus sc and termidor the reason it's called term Adore is because it's for termites, the fibernail. Yeah. Wow. And so anything and that those if it's for termites versus fleas and tick, it's gonna have a longer residual effect. And that's why that thirty eight percent works so much better than than your normal ten percent. Yeah, no so. doubt. You know, I think uh we've been rolling and it's been a long time since I said this, but we've been rolling for about an hour here. And mm-hmm. uh Next ones are going to go quick. What are we going to do? Are we going to do antibiotics or what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. That's where let's, that's let's save, next. let's save antibiotics and some of that stuff for the next. Okay. One. Do you think there's enough there? You think uh, there's enough there? Yeah, we can, we can definitely dive into that, you know, way deeper. Um, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it in another episode for, for antibiotics. And, you know, some of those, Yep. There's a lot of stuff Definitely. there. Everything from, you know, coccidia medicines to to antibiotics to, you know, LA 200s, I mean all of it. We can we can make a whole another episode about that part of it. Definitely. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I hope what we what we told you guys here today can save you a lot of money and and uh every penny counts. But again, we're not veterinarians and we want you guys to check with your veterinarians. These off-label products that we gave you are, for the most part, they're the exact same thing that you can buy um, anywhere else. And keep this in mind. So as a chemical company, if the active ingredient is whatever it is, they don't go throw a whole bunch of chemicals in behind it because it costs them more money. They're throwing fillers in and and stuff like that. So when, when you compare you know horse medicine versus a uh cow medicine versus a dog medicine it's if the active ingredient is whatever it is it's it's the same all the way across the board they may use something different in a paste just to get it to turn into a paste but uh but absolutely we're not veterinarians check with your vets these are just things that we've used that works for us and uh, we want them to work for you and to save you as much money as we can possibly get them to. That's right. Just general information that we're getting out there. You know, houndsmen helping houndsmen here. And I think that the way I look at that shorty is if I look at a label and the active ingredient is ivermectin, mm-hmm. whether that label that I'm buying it from has a picture of a pig on it or it has a picture of a dog. Right cuddled up in a little blanket the ingredient the active ingredient is the same so the guy that's mixing that up he goes over to this big bin he gets out a little dose and he pours it in your and then they put a fancy label on it and say it's for your fur baby and charges six times as much 
Exactly. So. I will say this. While you, well, and I, I don't know why I missed this earlier. Do not use Ivermectin Plus. You're just looking for Ivermectin. Ivermectin Plus is not for dogs. Do not use Ivermectin Plus. And do you know why? Are you getting more force on that? But I don't. I'll, I, I will have. I will recap it when we when okay. we do the next episode, and I'll have some more information on why not to. Okay. All right. Great, man. Great. I think this is this is good stuff right here. Just it's obvious that you've done your homework and and you've been using this stuff for years. It's not something that you just picked up and and spitting out there. This is something you've used and. And uh, a lot of the same things. I think this will be really helpful for for new houndsmen, and not to be. Uh, again, we're not veterinarians, but uh, sometimes it's just common sense, and I think we see that more now in the current state of affairs of what prof- medical professionals try to tell us versus what is common sense. And yep. houndsmen are traditionally smart enough to figure out. A lot of good stuff on their own so yeah and and yeah again a lot of times your medical professionals are getting a kickback that's why they're that's why they want you to use their drug through them because they're making a little extra and oh, always absolutely. follow the money and figure it out so, yeah i mean if i borrow um, if, and and this is vets need to make a living too that's not my intent behind sure. this converse this comment but when you pick up a Soresto collar or a pack of heart guard from your veterinarian, they've got a markup on that. And then they also get incentive packages from the drug companies, just like everybody right. else. I mean, it's business. Yep. It's not dirty. Mm-hmm. It's just business. And, uh, there are other, there's alternative ways to do things. Yep. Take that $3 that he was going to make and put it in your fuel tank. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> Go hunting. Yeah. You got it, man. You got it. Well, short is a great episode. We're going to follow up with uh, the next one will be about antibiotics. And uh, that's going to be a good one, too, because that's something that I haven't really been into. But keep pumping out those pro tips for uh, for Houndsman XP. And people can find a lot of those pro tips over on our, our Patreon account. And if you're a Patreon supporter, then you'll have full access to all of these pro tips. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff over there. And, and uh, go to our website at Houndsman XP. You can find out how to support the show and get more of this type of information from Houndsman that use it. So till next time, Shorty, you follow your hounds, I'll follow mine.